And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks in... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 122 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Megan. No, wait, Tim. No, wait. Um, oh, no, I'm Brian. <laughs> as long as you're sure, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I do, guys. I do love how on the first episode that we had to get Mike to come on. Yeah. He, he never said, and I'm Mike, at all. Nope. No. He just went with Brian. He yeah. did that the last time we had him fill in for Brian, Nice. Too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Commitment. So yep. that is. <laughs> method. Method acting. Indeed. <laughs> He's a real method man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Then there's that. Yeah. Welcome back. Thanks. Thanks. Crawling out from the wreckage of work. Yes, indeed. Thanks, work. You're (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Never disparage the thing that pays you. No, this is true. This is true. It does does do that. Because we we don't. No. (laughs) Unless everyone wants to visit us at patreon.com slash panelology. True. It's true. Yeah. Going to get that plug in early. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, uh, everyone have an okay week this week? I I actually had a pretty good week, yeah. 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 It was quiet. The calm before the storm of Dragon Con next week. For real, yeah. Dragon Con next week, yeah. It's going to be cray. And you can see us there on Friday at 4 p.m. The good cray. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. go go to the Hilton at 4 p.m. on Friday, please. Yeah, come see us. And, yep. be, cr- and be cray. Like, and come be cray. Yes, right. Totes cray. We want you, we want you to be totes cray. Well... <laughs> Seventy percent cray. I know some people. I know some people that might be there, and we not oh, sure want them no, cray. No. Hey, no. you tell him be less cray. <laughs> See, you tell ya. him be ten percent cray. Ten percent cray. Ten percent his All normal right. cray. All right, I'll t- I'll tell him ten percent. Yeah, if he's listening, ten percent your normal cray. <laughs> you know who you, you are. He- yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Nathan. Uh, no. <laughs> Right, yeah, because yeah, Nathan's the one totally, totally gray, right? Yeah. There. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Stuff. Speaking of totally gray, West Coast Avengers oh number one. Oh, my God. But this is like gray in all the right ways. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. So good. Okay, like, can I tell you that the whole idea, because, of, of course, you know, the first thing you think is Kate Bishop's going to set up a team of West Coast Avengers and... Like, just immediate thought is, well, of course, Tony Stark's just going to fund it. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. <laughs> they have to come up with their own way of funding it. <laughs> and how do they do that, Alex? Well, they fail. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't actually do that very well. No, they don't. Um, but they do have Deus Ex Machina or Kid Eternity. Not Kid Eternity. Kid, Kid Eternity? Kid Omega. Oh, Kid Omega. Omega. Yeah. There we Kid go. Kid Omega. <laughs> Ex Machina. <laughs> yeah. Ex Omega. No, that's not right. Omega Ex Machina. Uh, well, I don't, I'm trying to figure out how to work that out with X Men, but that, anyway. Oh. X Men Omega Machina. I, I don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, this uh, has been fun. A <laughs> um, little rusty, huh? A little bit. A little bit. And then Jin looks under the table at Rusty the dog. But uh, well, he's a little rusty. He is. How do they? Uh, how, how does that help them out, Alex? He has his own reality show, and they're tired of filming him sitting at home playing video games. <laughs> yeah. So this reality TV sh- crew is filming Quentin Quire, Kid Omega, and because he told them he was on a superhero team. But like he wasn't, and he's was just sitting out <laughs> playing video games. Yeah, and so he he hears about this. Like literally, she draws up flyers with the little tear tags about it's coming so in for cute. interviews for this team. And so he comes up and shows up with this. And so they make a deal that the reality TV show is now going to film all of film the whole team and all of this while and and they're going to fund like their headquarters and all yeah. of the team. That is just amazing. <laughs> I have to say, this is my first like team building issue that I've just fucking adored. <laughs> I loved it so much. Yes, it is very good. So, like to start with, she kind of already has on her side. She's already got Clint, yeah. right? But he's only part time, right? <laughs> and she's already got America Chavez, America, mm-hmm. right? Because she called, she called her, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm in. That's cool." Yeah, and then she has Fuse, who is if you read Hawkeye. Kelly Thompson's Hawkeye, then you know he is her boyfriend. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, who ended up with powers. Who's really cool in this? He actually, yeah. he is kind of cool. Kind of like, dig this kid. I really thought I, that it really worried me that they were gonna like, oh, it, her boyfriend's gonna be part. He's of evil but no, now. No, but he's like he's really cool and <laughs> chill yeah, like and super yeah. level headed. Yeah, I like it. He, he, He's a very, very good counterpart to Clint. Yes. He's a grounding yes. influence. A bit, yes. But not like in a boring, stuffy yeah. kind of way. No, no, not at all. Um, He's a voice of reason in a cast that is Hawkeye and Hawkeye and America can be reasonable. Yeah. The character She can be, not. but also... She can also lose her cool. She can also yeah. lose her cool. <laughs> yes. You know I can and kill you with one punch, right? That's right. <laughs> Quentin Choir and Gwyn Poole. And Gwynpool, I love yes. it. Um, yeah, but so you had you had that, and then she does this whole flyer thing where she's advertising for more members, and uh, Gwynpool just shows up to say to say bye because she's like leaving L.A. to check out and go somewhere else, and she's like, "No, no, you can join the team." She's like, <laughs> "All right, <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah," because it's Gwynpool, and yeah. she's like, "Okay." Uh, I did I did love her callback to Moda her Modoc time though. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, we get a, another kind of Modoc in we, this. We oh. do. We'll get to that in a minute, we'll though. There. We'll get to that oh. in a minute. But um, I loved how they used the whole TV reality thing, mm-hmm. um, and they did that by like they would have like whole page that was like the TV show interviewing a mm-hmm. character, and that gave the character kind of a time to do some exposition about. Yeah. So like they're talking to Gwynpool and that's when she gets to tell her whole thing about. Yeah, I worked for Modoc for a while, but that kind of didn't work out. And, yeah. <laughs> I love that the TV crew is like, "Who's Modoc? <laughs> yes. What?" Yeah. Hashtag Hodgman for Modoc. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yes. Indeed. You're not wrong, but <laughs> no, you're not wrong at all. Um. <sighs> yeah, this was so good. I am very very excited. Do, also, this. there are land sharks. There are land there sharks. There are land sharks. Do we want to talk about some of the potentials that auditioned? Yes, <laughs> we should definitely talk about some of the people that showed up. Um, we we had we had 
Toast. I'm sorry, bread boy. <laughs> <laughs> toast man. I ninety percent of me was like, oh, they're gonna turn around and it is powdered toast man. Or he has a coke habit. Yeah. Okay. Which would make him a different kind of powdered can, can toast. I tell man. you yeah. what the best part of that was though. Like he Folders is in he, your cup. He is so. <laughs> no, that's the best part of waking up. Right. Oh. Uh, he is so adamant about he is bread boy and like doesn't have anything to do with toast, right? But like, so he has this whole thing. <laughs> Everything that she comes up with, like him being toast and like the catchphrase, like hers is so much better than his. Mm-hmm. But is it though? <laughs> I mean, oh, but no, no. is it? It's, it's, it's still, still terrible. Awful. It's still horrible, but it's still so much better a than Pyrrhic his. A Pyrrhic victory is still a victory. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. So like, she's like, he's like, no, I got this great, great catchphrase. And she's like, you're toast? He's like, no, no. I told you I don't have anything to do with toast. All right. What is it? I'll butter your bread. <laughs> I'm going to butter your bread. Oh and God, that was Brian's God. quote of the week. No, that was not <laughs> my quote of the week. Uh, I just thought it was hilarious. He's was, so awful. It's like Kelly Thompson has to know like my high school friends and what my triggers are. <laughs> I swear to you. She has to. Oh, are we, are we going to talk about the sound effect? Ugh. <sighs> You can if you want to, but do not say the word. There is a sound effect in this that one might also use to describe... Damp things. I was going to say cake mix. Yep, that's... (laughs) Yep. Yeah, we're going to talk around the word because you know what it is. (laughs) You guys really don't want the auditory sensation of me actually throwing up on my mic. Nope. We'll just say Mm. that it starts with an M and rhymes with the first half of Oyster. Yes. God damn it, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they use that as a sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? You know what's bad? That may not have been the worst thing for Jen in this episode. In this issue. No, the fucking mountain of spiders was pretty fucking bad. <laughs> spider, I don't know. One they're of the people kind that came of, in and the interview spider was king. Spider King. Spider King. Definite one and two. He literally looks like cousin It from the Adams Family, but just spiders. covered with spiders. And Kate was me in that moment. <laughs> It's like, nope, nope, ooh, get no, out, go, just get out, go, just get out, go, just go now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, yes. that was nah. Then you have the dark paladin. <laughs> <laughs> I like the dark paladin. No, nope, nope, way too dark. He I starts think, off evil lurks. <laughs> I think Deadpool might actually be responsible for the existence of the dark paladin. I think you might be right. Oh, yes, no, you're right. I forgot about that. You are correct. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Oh my word. Then there's the broken watch. <laughs> He's right twice a day. That, <laughs> I'm right. And that was you. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It's just so good. So good. Yeah. No, everything everything about this is wonderful. It is all of Kelly Thompson at her best. I'm telling you Kelly Thompson can do no wrong when it comes to writing comics. It's good. It's good good stuff. <laughs> And let least let's not forget Wolverine. <laughs> you don't have to be mean about it. Your fucking name you, is Wolverine. Yeah, you literally just have steak claws and rubber steak band- knives. Steak yeah. knives, rubber banded deer, and hand. they're not even good steak knives. <laughs> they're not even good steak knives. That's <laughs> uh, beautiful. Oh, it really is. So it's after this, after all of these interviews, that Gwenpool shows up, and she's like, "No, you're like a real superhero, mostly. So you're on the team." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yes. While we were on while we were on the subject of Kelly Thompson books, 
Mr. and Mrs. X number two. Oh, we there's one thing we didn't mention that we Oh did. oh that's right. We did we, we did even tease it. Yeah, we did. Um, oh right. It's, so maybe mild spoilers just because it's a very good reveal. It is a good reveal. It is a good reveal, but like also I don't I don't know that it really means much. No, but I it's, mean, it's worth turning I mean, to that page without it's, knowing what's it's, coming. It's oh, Surfer God. Boy Fabio, right? Right. <laughs> yes. I gotta say, like, when he started walking up, I'm like, why the fuck is this guy's head so big? <laughs> Next panel. <laughs> and he just walks up and kisses Kate. Yeah. And, and she's, like, side-eyeing Johnny, and Johnny's going, what the fuck? And, and, and what is his full name? Do, do you want it? I want his full name. The bio-robotic organism designed overwhelmingly for kissing. Or Brodoc. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is absolutely the most wonderful ridiculous. Yes. Just. Yes. <laughs> and Gwen, Gwen's face. What the fuck? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, now Beautiful. Mr. and Mrs. X number now, two. Now Mrs. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another, like you yeah. said, another Kelly Thompson, which yeah. was also fantastic. Uh huh. And so, in this case, an X shows up. <laughs> an X, and it's another pool. Yeah. <laughs> A dead one. <laughs> Why? Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's so funny. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, friend. Uh, <laughs> So just the constant bickering in this between all three of them is so just good. so good. So yeah. good. You know, you know what this one does have, Alex? Uh, Deadpool trying to get Rogue's egg, or vice <laughs> versa, maybe. <laughs> Which leads directly to my quote of the week. Brian's quote of the week. So after Deadpool gets Rogue's egg quote, quote. <laughs> and is running off, <laughs> Gambit goes. So you guys are such good friends now. Do I have your permission to blow them up, Cher? Absolutely. Just keep it light until I get the egg back. You wound me, Rogue. Like it's my first day blowing up Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> See also the excellent miniseries, Deadpool vs. Gambit. A uh, Deadpool V? Well, that's right. But the V <laughs> the stands, stands for, versus. for versus. That's right. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. No, this is, again, wonderful, wonderful. The... The the quippy dialogue in her books are what mm-hmm. really sets them apart, in yeah. my opinion. And even when she's not being quippy, though, like the fast no, book right. had really yeah, strong yeah. dialogue. Just dialogue in general. You're, yes, you're yeah. correct. You are correct. Uh, sort of like a funnier Warren Ellis. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Except I didn't mean Ellis. I meant uh, Brubaker. Oh, oh, like oh, a funnier okay. Ed Brubaker. <laughs> wow. Oh, because Ed Brubaker has no humor in his at all. There you go. <laughs> I mean, because it's the stories he's telling, but yeah. yeah. Um, I do like the fact that <laughs> there's literally in this, there's a baby who manifests your most terrible... Oh, TechNet. <laughs> yes, manifests Everything your most... Everything about ter- He looks into your brain and finds the thing that terrifies you the most. No, no, no. Your deepest desires. I'm sorry, you're, you're and right. Turns and them turns into. them into something. Yeah. So he looks into Deadpool's brain and just screams. <laughs> I love that Deadpool's like, oh, you don't want to go there, son. Trust me. <laughs> All right, so I don't have any like deep history with TechNet, but they were in that very good Howard the Duck series. Yes. And they were hilarious there, too. That's pretty much all you need. Yeah. Pre- I mean, pretty much. Yeah. 
I need to make you. Re- have you read that? I have not read that. You've read it because that, that's the okay. one that introduced Gwynpool, wasn't it? No, Mm-mm. no. Is this that the, the different one Howard the Duck one? Yeah. Okay. How, no, Rocket Raccoon. It was okay. the Rocket Raccoon, okay. the Al Ewing one. Oh, like oh, 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 okay, okay. I've read that too. Yeah, that's <laughs> the one I meant. Go me. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I think that's actually what I was thinking about. Yeah. Also. Yay! God. We were both wrong together. Jesus. And then Rogue's egg hatches. <laughs> Her biological clock has been. That, that doesn't even right. sound like ticking. All right, Vinny. <laughs> okay, would you rather I stop my foot at the table? No. no. Her biological clock has been slapping. What? <laughs> That's it. Go see a doctor. <laughs> no. It Your is. biological the, clock is slapping. It is the hit new jam. It slaps. <laughs> no, that is, that is know. not a thing. I, that is a thing. Well, <laughs> no, but I'm telling you. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> I've known some people who are so baby crazy that their biological clocks are probably <laughs> slapping, is all I'm going to say. Um, yeah. What's in the egg, Brian? What's in the egg? I knew if I said that, I'd get you to do that. <laughs> you, I'll Alex, just trick you into stop, making the references for me. Stop playing me, <laughs> you motherfucker. Well, there's clearly no doubt it was indeed Rogue's egg. <laughs> Because another rogue comes out of it. <laughs> it's so cute. It's a little rogue. Yeah. And inside that rogue is an even smaller rogue. That would be awesome. <laughs> They're nesting rogues. Nesting rogues. Rogue Troishka dolls. <laughs> Adorable. Yes. Adorable. This was good. I love. I loved the the Deadpool Gambit back and forth where Gambit's like, you know what? I'm still trying to really not care about the fact that you guys made out, which is totally none of my business. Mm-hmm. And Deadpool's like, yeah, none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you want to make it some of your business, I'm down for that too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Guys, am I Deadpool? A little bit sometimes. <laughs> Only hey. in the best ways. Okay. Hey. All right. But aren't we all a little bit Deadpool? <laughs> what if well. Wade was one of oh, us? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it- you know what? It depends. Are we all a little bit Deadpool? Uh, do you want Rogue and Gambit at the same time, Brian? I'll just take Rogue. Is it, there we go. <laughs> I mean, that would be my preference. But <laughs> nice, nice. If that's the only way I get Rogue. <laughs> oh, some insight into Brian now. Somehow, I feel closer to you. <laughs> Honestly, I'd probably just ask for Kitty's phone number. Oh well, okay. That was not on the table. You would want Ileana's. <laughs> yes. This is not, not any of the options. These were not any of the options. Lateral thinking. <clears throat> Punisher number one. So this is... <laughs> Punisher. Hardly, no way that actually works. <laughs> I couldn't do it to myself. <laughs> oh. This is... Still Matthew Rosenberg writing, picking up from where he left off at the end of his last arc. Frank is out of the War Machine armor and has decided he is going to make good for having worked for Stevel by killing all of Hydra. (laughs) Yeah. And I actually was going to kind of tap out and switch to trade on this, but I kept hearing all week long how good this issue was. So I'm like, okay, fine, screw it. I'll read it. I like Matthew Rosenberg. This is a good issue. Um, this really kind of reads, at least this issue, like 
Baron Zemo number one. Okay. Um, it follows Zemo and uh, Dario Agar, who's the CEO of Roxon, and the Mandarin as they plot to get Bagalia, which Zemo is now running, recognized by the UN. Oh. And in exchange for his support, they help Agar steal some kind of something from Project Pegasus, which is probably an energy source, but could also be the Serpent Crown, just historically. It doesn't really hint either way. You just see the boxes labeled Project Pegasus. Frank is not having any of this. So, spoilers. He proceeds to assassinate the Mandarin in front of the UN General Assembly while he is vouching for... Bagalia and asking for it to be recognized by the UN. Of course he does. And, yeah. uh, you know, that just certainly that accomplishes what you want is you kill the guy that's speaking out for something. And that kind of weirdly it did. That did put the put an end to the vote. Yeah. Um, you also get a little Tony Stark in here with him and the Mandarin throwing shade at each other. Like Stark shows up to watch the proceedings because he doesn't trust the Mandarin not to be scheming. And I'm yeah. sure there's no way that Tony Stark, who just fought punisher to help get back the war machine armor seeing punisher kill a guy i'm sure there's no way that's gonna blow up at frank's face no but what works so well here is basically the punisher is just the monster in this like this is almost i said it's kind of like zemo number one you get more of them i don't remember if punisher actually ever speaks even in this issue he just kind of shows up and fucks people up and then well those are the best monsters yeah and that's what i'm Mm -hmm. saying like this is this is Punisher as, like, Jason or Freddy or whatever. It's it's cool. I liked it. I'm not normally a big Punisher guy. As, but... the, as the voice of deaths, kind of, yeah. Yeah. All right. The Life of Captain Marvel, number two. All right, we're going to do this? We're going to do this. Speaking of Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tony Stark, do not answer. <laughs> it's just Tony. Um, yeah, so in this one, we... All right, I cried. All right, okay, I cried. Okay, okay, Alex, is that what you want to hear? Is that I cried? No, I want to see it. Oh, you sick fuck. <laughs> Look, that was last week. Okay, I like. I like. Alex was very like into pain last oh. week. He was very much burn, motherfucker. Only oh. that of fictional people. Okay, all right. All right. Did you like call them Ewoks <laughs> and Scott uh, Scott Summers? So, in this one, we get more insight into Carol's family. Boy, they're a real family, aren't they? Yeah. 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 It was very specific (laughs) to um, current pains (laughs) for my family. Oh. And I was like, God damn it. Why? Like, it's been a year. Can we just, like, calm down and not have this happen for a little while? No, thank no. you. Of course. Just let me fucking die now. Thanks. But Die emotionally. But you know what? Is there stuff going on I don't know about? No, it's just, like, it's okay. been a year. It's been a year since my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't stop hurting. <laughs> Some days yeah. you have, like, moments where you're like, oh, I'm cool. I'm good. I don't feel like breaking down and crying and, and being a mess right now. Yeah. But a lot of days you don't have those moments. Right. Um, and her her dad, her relationship with her dad was very similar to my relationship with my dad, at least the way it's being portrayed in this. So it's it's been a difficult book to read, but I think I needed it right now. 
Okay. So welcome to panelology as therapy. Um, yeah. Which, which was our two-year goal. So that's the, hey. there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then her relationship with her mom is also very similar to my relationship with my mom in that we don't talk about things. And when I try to bring things up, it's like, okay, well, this is what happened, and just let's let's not. Okay. I feel like yes, that's we, a very yes, we normal that kind box of generational button. thing, though. Yeah, 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 I agree. It's just like kind of the yes, that box exists, and here it is, but let's not open it. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just it's just the timing of it. Sure, it sure, felt sure. very intentional. Let me twist that <laughs> right. knife a little. Yeah, just fucking and, grind it in there. And yet, this is the most I like Carol Danvers in any yeah. book. In oh the yeah. Last Three years. Oh, did, yeah. Did the, you have any Han and Leia figures tied together with ribbon and you know switching position? I really did. <laughs> they weren't so tied much. together, but they were facing each other. Yeah. And, and I yeah. probably I would have tied them together with ribbon had I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Brian's third quote of the week. <laughs> no. You just made the face you make when you're about to do a quote of the week. Nope. No quote. Okay. Oh. No this is a very good book. It is. If you're dealing with these issues, maybe it'll help you. Or maybe just don't read it. <laughs> but maybe it'll help you. Um, if you're not dealing with these issues, it's still a really good book. It is. I like the, I like the guy at the diner, too. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. He's so yeah. good. He's so funny. Yeah. And, and he, he, he understands what's going on in yeah. her relationship so well, right. I think. Yeah, he's known her family yeah. since they were all little kids. Right. And he's written with a main accent very yes. well. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. Like, writing like accents obnoxious. in comics is normally, yeah, like yeah. really irritating to yeah. me. Right. But this was super well done. Yeah. Well, it's normally difficult to read. Yes. But this is phonetic. Like, it is yeah. beautifully phonetic, even. Yeah. Good, good book. Yep. Good, 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 good book. Avengers Ouchie no- book. Avengers Sorry. number six. Um, so we kind of sort of know what's been going on now that the arc is over. Wait, I was going to say, now now that we're six issues in and, and we have a whole arc. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So the first celestial that crashed to Earth while the Avengers of 1 million BC were a thing. Yes. Was sick with a virus and humanity is the cure. It's not more cowbell? Shockingly, no. <laughs> but we don't know if he had a fever or not. Mm, mm. Okay. Okay. Um, also, it would take a lot of cowbell to feed a celestial. Probably. Yeah. Like all the cowbell. Okay. All of it. I said um, more. I didn't say across how much. all true. time. <laughs> true. Uh, <clears throat> just have America open up a portal to a dimension that's nothing, nothing but cowbell. Nothing but cowbell. Yeah. And just like... A giant soft serve machine. Pour it out. <laughs> Interesting. I just need to see the visual on this. <laughs> You'd probably be grossed out by it. Like I, I picture would. some Milk Wars uh, lactating okay. statue uh, okay. imagery. Okay. Uh, all right. We're done here. Nope. We're done here. Yes. I don't want to play in this playground anymore. <laughs> anyway, I don't remember where I was Celest- going. Infected I celestial. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, superpowers exist as the cure for this disease. So Tony uses the Unimind to channel everyone's powers through giant ghost rider who's controlling a dead celestial's body to cure all the celestial or to wipe out the plague. And then they like 
physically go in and you never see the vor stuff that inevitably happens but they like <laughs> go in to purge the plague from the celestials who are still Ugh. around yeah. yeah so i think we mentioned I, th- I think we mentioned last issue that the coolest thing ever was so one of the one of the dead celestials right ghost rider makes it his vehicle like cuz you know ghost rider can can have a possessed yeah some machine yeah. as a vehicle so he possesses, like, it becomes his vehicle, and it's, like, on fire, and it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, Thor and She-Hulk smooch some more. Yes. <gasps> and because of the uni-mind, right, like, they all share, literally share the same mind. <laughs> and Tony is like, wait, they made out? What the? I'll never get that out of my head. <laughs> yeah. And this ends with, like, maybe Loki wasn't so much being the villain here as much as just trying to get the Avengers back together. Yeah. (laughs) Of course. Which, like, this is, like, the third time this is the thing that Loki has done is show up as sometimes the good guy, sometimes the bad guy, sometimes the... But every one of them, it is as an instigating force to cause change or to put a group back together or to get Stephen strange to realize something or like as a force for change and movement in the Marvel universe. Yeah. I get the sense that there's something big coming with Loki because yeah. of where he was in Dr. Strange and where he was here. And this actually references that. Yes. And what he's doing in infinity wars. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I get the sense that like something is building. Toward, he clearly knows something is coming. He knows something is going on. And is trying to, like, get all the pieces in place to actually be able to stop it. But knows if he just walks up and says, hey, dudes, here's what's going on. No one will listen because he's Loki. So he has to play the part they expect him to play in order to get there. That's what it seems like. At some point, are people going to be like, Loki, come on. Like, I know you're a good dude. Chill the fuck out. No, no one is ever going to be like, Loki, come on. I know you're a good dude. Chill the fuck out. That is the opposite of Loki's life. Now, maybe in that universe where worthy Loki with all the Infinity Stones is from. Or maybe there might be one person who <laughs> who says that to him. Sorry, the water bottle clicked and Duncan jumped so hard that I thought he was going to like leap into the air. Uh, it was adorable. Like I could, I could see a character <laughs> believing and, and approaching him that way, but not in general. No, yeah, no. Okay, if a character, I mean, I guess I actually maybe know the answer to this because of the cover to Infinity Wars number five, but if a character is going to believe in Loki, who do you think it would be? You mean aside from Zelma? (laughs) Or the character I'm thinking of? I mean, I don't know. I feel like Thor's been hurt too many times. Yeah. He's been burned too much. There was was one character, um, Verity. But she hasn't been around since Al Ewing's Loki book. I don't know. Okay. Because I'm not reading Infinity Countdown. Well, you know, Loki and Marvel in general. This is true. Okay, well, this is fun audio. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us, goddammit. Oh, uh, I mean, on the cover of... uh, So, spoilers for a book that is out in a couple months. (laughs) I mean, that's what it is. Loki puts together his own Avengers team and one of the members is Miss Marvel. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Other members are the Hulk, Emma Frost, and uh, Ant-Man, and King the Conqueror. Okay. okay. It's a weird roster. Yeah, it is. It's the cover to Infinity Wars number five. 
Interesting. Okay. Anyway, I'm curious to see where this book goes. I think the next issue is like going back to Avengers of 1 million BC and dealing I with the so. Ghost Rider. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. The woolly mammoth ghost. <laughs> so cute. How does that fur not singe? That's what I want to know. Magic. Magic demon fire. Dove. <laughs> Curse words. Summer swimsuit special number one. Damn it, Alex. I told you to put this on. Is it still good? Um, this was so fucking good. Um, yeah. Yeah. This takes you back in time in the whole world. I don't really understand how time is working in this book. At all, period. Because it's back in time, forward in time, middle time. I don't know. Well, time is a know. flat circle. But it's in the whole. It's it's back in time in the whole world. So every time you travel two pi degrees in time, maybe, you're back to where you started. But maybe forward in time in our world. But I don't know, um, for sure. It takes us back in time in the whole world where Syzygy and all of his nine are having a, a beach vacation, and. It's so fucking good, you guys. It is crazy bonkers awesomeness. You get to see all nine of the wizards, um, including Weezord, of course, and Ruby Stitch, and the Carbuncles there, and all of the good <laughs> ones that are already dead, like when the story opens, are there. Uh, you get to see Silly Bee be very, very sad, and it makes me very, very sad. Aww. But that bitch is crazy, though, so like I'm only sad for a minute. <laughs> So what do wizards do at the beach? So this this is not like a, a swimsuit special where it's just pin up art of No, no, this okay. is an it's actual not like just story. That, but it's not is just there? that, but okay. well there's no pin up art, but they are all in bathing suits, including oh what is his name, the invisible one. Um probably the invisible man Claude? or something like that. <laughs> no, it's not Claude. Uh anyway, yeah. We're not doing it. <laughs> so they're talking about how it it's so so improper at the beach and you know you can wear your your swimsuits and and look all naked and stuff and the the one who's invisible i'm gonna find his name uh the one who's invisible takes off his robe and he's just got like a thong like all you see is a floating thong they're like dude why are you not naked no one can fucking see you jesus that is like that's so worse. it's like worse it's than worse than you yes. being naked yeah. Because now everyone knows where your dick is at all times. Right. And we know that you have on a thong, so we know that your butt cheeks are being separate. Come on. It's so awful. But is was... his name the Todd? <laughs> no, his name is not the Todd with his Todd. banana hammock. Um, no. It was just so funny. Um, and we get uh, some good, good moments between Weezord and Ruby Stitch. We get to see like how their relationship became what it is and, and kind of why Syzygy is toward them the way he's toward them. Okay. Um, it was, it's just so good. How it's about Margaret? It's just so, so good. Do we get there's, any good there's Margaret? There's no Margaret in this. Oh. No. Is this it, so is, it's all on Whole World? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Be, it's, okay. it's, they go, where they go on vacation is the beach that is right next to where the tigers have their camp. Mm. And they're like, oh, nothing bad will happen. It's just, <laughs> whatever. They would never come over here and fuck with us. But of course, the tigers send their giant fucking tiger dragons, which are exactly what they sound like. Dragons that are tigers. Yeah. They look awesome. And I need like some kind of awesome toy one because I need it. Because I just need it. Okay. <laughs> um, but everyone, all the rest of the nine is having a, a hard time with the tiger dragons. And then Weezord and Ruby Stitch finish what they're doing. 
Ooh, my. <laughs> each other and just lay waste to these gigantic dragon thingies. And Syzygy's <laughs> like, bravo, fucking yes. And I'm like, I am Syzygy right now. So great. Excellent. So great. It's such a good, this book is so good. I it's need so to fun. Up. Yeah, I've got, I've got trade two, but I haven't read it yet. Oh, and somebody gets crabs. I was going to make a crab guess, joke I'm a guessing, minute ago and decided to Wait, they're, 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 okay. they're at the beach. They're real crabs, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cold spots, number one. Jan, why did you think of this? I fucking loved it. It was real, real good. So we had this conversation earlier this week about how... Because I'll go through each week and I'll go through you know a list of all the books that's coming out and I'll make my list of what I need to pick up and all that. And it seems like every couple of weeks there's something like, that title is a very good title. That sounds interesting. I don't know why I don't know what this is. And I click on it. I'm like, oh, this is a Colin Bunn book. I'm like, I don't hate Colin Bunn's writing. It's right. something I often can be kind of mixed on or just the books that he writes are not necessarily books that I'm super excited for. So I end up like passing on a lot or coming back later. And it's always like, oh, Colin Bunn. Colin Bunn comes up with titles for books that make me want to pick them up. So finally last night I was at the comic shop. I'm like, screw it. I'm going to go ahead and grab this. Because I keep wanting to read things just on the titles, which is a weird talent to have. <laughs> well, it's, it's one of the ways. That, I mean, that's, that's what the titles do is yeah. they're supposed to grab your attention. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. And his due. God dang yeah. it. By the oh way, my I, God, Colin Bunn writes the clickbait of comic books. Oh, my God. But then it's actually good. But, well, the thing. sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes man, it is, sometimes man, it isn't. The man can write horror comics. He can. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, real quick, because I did go and look it up. Um, and it's something that I really it should have stuck out in my mind, because this is a naming method that I would use. Uh, the Invisible Wizard dude, his name is Clear Boy. Clear Boy. <laughs> On a clear boy. Yeah. Oh. You can I, see the you know sun. What? There, I guess there's no way of us really knowing, but he is definitely smooth, isn't he? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know unless somebody touches him, <laughs> and I bet we would get okay, a good he, good description there. He's invisible, but yet he wears a thong. He is a smooth boy. <laughs> Come on, let's be real. <laughs> Not necessarily. Oh. I've seen some fur boys that yeah. Are, that, okay, fair enough. But that are confident. But he did let thong, them you know? see that thong. So, cold spots? Oh, right, yeah. I wonder yeah, that. if he has dumps like a truck. Thighs like, what? What? Anyway. Yes, cold, cold spots. spots was good. It was <laughs> Not good to be book. confused with the SNES classic, Cool Spot. <laughs> Alex is a dork, you guys. Yes. No shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Also, sky blue, grass green. <laughs> So there are these like places on this island and around this island where just it gets cold and people see ghosts of their loved ones and then die and turn to like frozen shattered people sickles. Is that what it was? Because it kind of looked like, like they turned to ash. I thought that last page it, like looked like the guy had been frozen by this Maybe. ghost. Maybe. I don't know. Either way, it was terrifying. Yeah. It, it was weird and spooky. Spoopy. Ooh. Yeah. I'll definitely be grabbing this trade when it comes out. I, yeah. I have to read horror books and trade. It's a pacing thing. Yeah. But I'm probably going to keep going that. with singles on this one because I yeah. really enjoyed it. Like a lot. Like a lot. Cool. 
I wish that it would be out in time for our spooktacular. I was going to say, no, there'll only be like two issues out right. or something. Yeah, we, we do need to start planning the spooktacular. So do. So. I can't yes. wait. I've yeah. already got so many cock facts. Good, good. I, I know one. I know one. I only I'm, need four. I'm, I'm, but... I'm gonna, I'm gonna recommend four. So. Sweet. Okay. Cock fact, or and I think we, all, I think we all started it at least. So let's get. Yeah. Well, anyway, Redlands. Oh, oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got the first right at home. Okay. Nice. Okay, but yeah, Cold Spots was fun. Yep. I liked yep. it. Yep, it was very fun. If you like horror comics, this is probably a good one for you. Also, just any Cullen Bunn horror is yeah. probably a good one for you. Brian. Yeah. Tell me about Die Die Die. Oh, so uh, this is I, I, I. We did not mention this. The first we didn't one, talk did about the not? first one. I don't think. I don't know if it was just a week when we were doing a weird episode or a live show. Or I know I never got around to reading the first one. I still haven't. In fact, um, so this was one that was sprung on the industry kind of as a surprise. Like Robert Kirkman Beyonce to print comic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And basically sent every shop a number of copies of the uh-huh. first issue equal to their orders for the first issue of Oblivion Song. Yeah. And so, and he talks about in the back of the first one how you used to go into comics like there wasn't like solicitation in the internet and all this news and all this stuff. And so, you know, you would go in and you would just look at the covers and look at the titles and look at the and figure out and you would see something new and you'd be like, oh, this looks cool. And you pick it up. And he wanted that feeling. So that's why he did it this way. That's very cool. I don't know that the title Die, Die, Die sells the book well, by itself. But okay. I think that title from but, Robert Kirkman well, probably does. And I think that's, I think he knows his name and his pulling this is what sells it. Yes. Um, that being said, this is a story about three triplets. Who... Not two triplets. Not four triplets. Three triplets. Hey, don't don't get that face going, Brian. You're the one who said it. You did that thing. That was on you, I said sir. It in front of Alex. <laughs> exactly. <Yes. laughs> it's the thing. God. There's three triplets, but they're all from can different I, sets of triplets. Can I, can I please? Can I that please? Would, that would be an acceptable way to say that. I really want to go back and say two triplets. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's acceptable if it's two from a group of triplets <laughs> um, that were all raised as assassins. And they have gone their different ways in life. Um, and we start the first book with one of them is working for a governmental agency doing stuff. And the agency on the whole is trying to kind of do good. but the They're peop- trying to do good on the whole? But the people that run it are horrible. Okay. <laughs> they are just the worst. Um and something really bad happens to the brother that's doing this, and uh, the other two brothers get involved. So it is Daryl and his other brother Daryl, <laughs> uh, and that leads us into this one. And it's very much a, a kind of a secret agent ish okay. uh, story, but it, it's clearly going to be focused around these brothers. And something super huge happens in this issue number two. Uh, that I won't spoil, but it's very Robert Kirk. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of violence. Okay. Yeah. Would you say it's more invincible Robert Kirkman or Walking Dead Robert Kirkman? Or somewhere in between. Or 
a third category in the trio of Robert Kirkman triplets. <laughs> Ass. <laughs> yes. <man. laughs> He's a dorky ass. We have now defined. There we go. Yeah. All right. Um, there's Things definitely that you guys have known for years. I mean, there's definitely some some as far as visuals and that kind of thing. I'd say probably Walking Dead. Okay. Like like in the first one, the secret agent brother gets his nose cut off to spite his face. Uh, completely to spite his face. Yes, he's so mad at his face. Just yeah, but no. Um, it's actually the. The story that's set up is actually really good. Like, I think better than what I personally am used to from Kirkman. Cool. But yeah, I like it. Interesting. Yeah, it's good. It's, like, you should definitely read it and Yeah, judge I've got for the yourself. first one. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, yeah. read it. I just, I'm I still playing catch up a little uh, bit. Yeah, we all are. I had the <laughs> choice of reading it and buying number two or catching up on a couple of other books that I was already definitely buying the next issues right, of. Right, right. So. Nope, I get it. Yeah. Speaking of one of those books, The Terrifics number seven. Or if you're me, The Terrifics five, six, and seven. A, a veritable trip <laughs> set of triplets of issues. Was it three triplets, though? Yeah, that was good. that was how I counted that. Yeah. Thank, good. Thank goodness. Yeah. So this is... We've, we've been teased with Tom Strong. We have. And this is the fulfillment of that teasing. Tom Strong finally comes to the book. And or does the book go to Tom Strong? Eh, porque no los dos. <laughs> Damn it, you beat me to it. It was bound to happen eventually. Mm. You were distracted by some sound outside the window, I think. No, I oh. really wasn't. <laughs> oh, just dozing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about recording at nine in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Terrifics. Terrifics, yes. <laughs> Tom Strong. No, I was trying to decide where I wanted to go next. I don't actually know much about Tom Strong. I don't um, know a lot. It is something that has kind of perpetually been on my list of things to check out, but I don't know that all those trades are still in print, so tracking it down has not been anything I've made the effort to do just because it seems like kind of a big task. Yeah. But I like what I get of Tom Strong here. I don't know how it compares to the Alan Moore stuff. I feel like Lemire and Moore are very different writers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But Lemire is also very good at pastiche. So yeah, he is. Clearly, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So we need Mike to come. Up we'll here talk about that talk in a minute. About Tom Strong, right? Hmm? I said so. We need Mike to come up here and talk about Tom Strong, right? Uh, I don't. I feel like Mike said he hadn't read a lot of Tom Strong when. I think I thought I remember him saying that at one point. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Oh, he's telling me to read it. Okay, maybe he has then. I don't know. I feel like when I told him about this, he was like, eh, I don't know much about Tom Strong, but maybe I just misremembering. What? Um, maybe he just didn't no. talk to you. Alex's maybe he was computer just... brain? <laughs> no. Eh, it was bound to happen eventually. The problem with the 9 a.m. recording is it means I wake up at 6.30 to finish reading. Yes. Because I have to leave at 8 to get here by 9. That's unfortunate. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, if only the they... recording studio was in your home. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, I'm working on putting one in, but neither here nor there. <laughs> you guys can come to me. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'll I'll do that. <laughs> then you'd have to get up at 4 a.m. to get done with reading. Come get me. Then go back to your own house. <laughs> you are geographically between <laughs> Brian and me. That is all I'm that's saying. That's true. That's true. 
Still yeah. haven't been to my new place. I still haven't. You're right. I'm such a terrible friend. I haven't either. Oh, Brent hasn't either. I'm good. Well, he hasn't been invited <laughs> yet. And Ooh, you guys. So Alex is a terrible friend. That's what it is. Never I mind. Wanna finish I'm not gonna go. On. I'm not I gonna was, go until you invite Brian. I wasn't Brian. going to say that. But. <laughs> right. I'm boycotting. Mm-mm. No, don't bully Brian's. It's not Cocktober. I can bully Brian all I want. Uh, yeah, I figured I'd, I'd, also, I figured I'd get an invite in Cocktober. <laughs> also, when I finally have a housewarming, once I've finished putting everything away and unpacking, Brian will be invited. You, I don't care so much if you see boxes sitting around. Oh, because I've never seen boxes what? sitting around Wait, your house. I'm very confused before. what that meant. <laughs> Alex, have you looked around the room that we're in? I think that's why he doesn't mind. Because I'm like, you fuckers can come in here. There's lots of boxes. One thing I want to mention about Turkey. He's like, obviously, Jen's a trash person and doesn't care. No, it's like. Brian and I are friends, but I feel like Jen and I are, you no, know, we've known each other longer. Have, it's a different <laughs> It is a different yeah. dynamic. I will give you that, yes. That's all it is. <laughs> I do I do think this is awesome. <laughs> so I want to say something about Terrifics number five and six, because I caught up on this. And I know yes. it's not about number seven. Okay. But I think there's this really cool thing in the art in five and six that I don't think we talked about, because I think they both got is it still good. They did. Where for both of those issues, imagine the page divided into four panels of equal size. Each character through each of those issues oh, is yeah. in the same panel the entire time. Hmm. And you only get fewer panels if two of the characters are in a room together. Like, at one point, Mr. Terrific and Phantom Girl are in the room together. So the top half of the page is one panel. And the right. bottom half is two panels while uh, Ralph and element man are off doing their things yeah or you get a big splash page when like everyone's in a fight and then that's all through number five and through number six but at the beginning of six you see everyone's being watched on these four monitors and those four monitors positions correspond to to the panel positions and at the end of that you get the reveal of what's his name doc dread yeah who is in number seven here coming for tom strong to take him down okay um I just thought it was a really cool like art thing. Yeah, well, it was it was super, and it's one of those where like you turn and you you if you're reading it, you see the consistency so just yeah. like immediately. So that alone is going to be really really good in trade. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, or just catching up, and that's just you're those right. two issues. But um, yeah, because this one is not that way. No, this is the start of New York. Those two yeah. are like their own arc. But this is fun. This is like goofy, almost Silver Age, bombastic, Marvely. Gee, I know. Almost I like know, exactly right? what they what the kind of setup was, yeah. But it's successful mm. enough. It, Look, it is. It is. It's marvelly. Marvelous. <laughs> Marvelous. Don't work. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know that we've ever had three dorks in a row. Oh yeah, we have. Show, oh yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah. I know. No, I mean, yeah, I know there's have. been that many. I just don't know if you've actually called them out. It's every. Every episode, there yeah, are right. at least three I, yes, dorks. I know. Three dorks in a row was actually the working title for this podcast. <laughs> it's true. Hey, three dorks in a row. Does that make him a turkey? <laughs> it's some kind of hat trick. Dear God. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I'm just going to move on. Sorry, Alex. Justice League Dark number two. Sorry, Alex. I have to edit this one. Sorry, so. no, sorry. 
expect that segment to have been 30 seconds long. <laughs> Justice League Dark. Boy, uh, Diana and... Oh, my God. Oh, Sorry. Oh, it was you. My, I was like, what the fuck? My, my, just take it off. My pop filter was just slowly easing down. Nobody could figure out what was going on. We take knew something off. was changing, but was, we didn't know what it was. It was a weird, like, It's just like puberty sound. all over again. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Just leave it. Okay, just we'll leave it. it. Just leave Stay it. there. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Just let oh, it continue Bob Dolan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, Justice League yeah. Dark number oh, okay. two. How Wonder Woman and Zatanna are not real happy with each other. <laughs> oh. And Wonder Woman That's dances right. with the devil in the pale moonlight. She does, yeah. Or at least watches while others do. Oh, oh. my. Lots she, of naked liked, ladies in this. I was surprised she didn't. Huh? She does she like likes to watch. She likes to watch. She wasn't happy with what she saw, but she likes to watch. <laughs> she likes to watch right up to the climax. <laughs> oh, my. Until they brand her. Go oh. figure. Yeah, yeah. What the hell was up like with that? that? Like, we've never seen anything like that That's before. That's why she we? wears the tiara. <laughs> I, like, I, they, uh, I got that, but have we ever seen her? I mean, I'm not. I know we have as Diana, but yeah. Wow. She ends up branded with like Hecate's mark on her forehead as yeah. a small child. No way that comes back to bite her. No. No. It's like, but I know that I've seen her without the tiara. Mm-hmm. Like it's magic and it's not a little brand, it's like a magical brand. Okay. It's not like they Yeah, like I'm sure it just doesn't iron just show up. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it like sinks in. Yeah. Got it. Nice. Um I like this book a lot. Swamp Thing and Constantine made me so happy together. That's always. Nice. Always. We learned that Swamp Thing is thinking about going to the Amazon and setting down roots and joining the Parliament of Trees yes. and passing okay. passing the Avatar status on to someone else because he's losing like his connection to humanity. Alec Holland feels more and more distant to him. And I really want to... This, I miss having a Swamp Thing ongoing. I know I've never really read it as an ongoing, but I want a Swamp Thing ongoing so I can. I, I've read a lot of Yeah, I get the life. feeling that, you know, because uh, as far as I know, Abby has been gone for I don't know how long now. It's weird because like at the end, uh, I've read the Snyder run, but I haven't read the Soul run, so I don't actually know where her status is. But there hasn't been a Swamp Thing book in a few years. So even then, there's time for that to have changed. Right, the, and yeah. with reality having shifted some to incorporate some pre-crisis continuity. Well, I know in the Hellblazer, you know, because he showed up in that for... A yeah. while uh, that there was a conversation that something had with somebody about how she's been gone for yeah yeah whatever. with Constantine right that was like in the first few issues yeah it could be could yeah. be well but, but if pre if pre crisis continuity is coming back that could also mean their daughter's somewhere yeah that's true bum, bum, bum. so I, I clearly this try. is I I mean I think this is being set up for I I think that's a story drop that's gonna come into a later arc oh, at yeah, some for point sure. in this book. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh we also get kind of the I read the first couple issues of it and really liked it, but just didn't have room to keep reading it. There was a Doctor Fate series that started like when DC did the DC New You or whatever near the end of the New Fifty Two, like the last ten issues or so mm-hmm. before Rebirth. 
Um, and this answers the question of where did that kid go? And kind of tells you who's behind some of the magic stuff that's going on in this. You mean kid in a jar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we learn, spoilers, who is behind the problems with magic that's going currently going on. Yeah. It's who is not behind? who you would... Oh, you want me to tell you? Yeah, I was... I was. Naboo. Lord of Order. Okay. I.e. Dr. Fate. Yeah, well, but it's not... But not Kent Nelson, Dr. Fate. It's it is Naboo, the, actual, the Lord of Order. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who, it turns out, is one of the people responsible for magic existing in the world in the first place. Yes. Ah, it's going to be good stuff. When Every you guys, time... When you guys did that, though, I just, like, immediately... The song from Frozen, we finish each other's sandwiches, popped into my brain. <laughs> yeah, except I was really just wanting him to tell me who it was, not to actually okay. finish my sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, no, I mean, I'll tell you who it is. I'm not finishing sandwich. <laughs> that's fine. I don't actually care for sandwiches. I find the bread just gets soggy. I'd rather just eat the thing without bread around it. And if I want bread, I'll eat bread separately. Sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm and fuck Scott Summers. <laughs> and Alex wants to fuck Scott Summers. No. Apparently that's so. Hey, that. that's, that's what I got from that. that. Hey, to each his own, man. Yeah. I mean, not me. I'm would sorry, be my choice. Am but... I sitting in Brian's chair? I feel like I'm <laughs> getting bullied a lot this episode. <laughs> I just haven't seen Brian in like a month. Hey, so new, new room, new bully target. That's, that's right. Like. <laughs> and it's my house, so it's not me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've been listening to a lot of Hello from the Magic Tavern recently, <laughs> and there's this episode where they establish that different tables in the tavern make them antagonistic toward different members. Oh, oh my, god. my god! I think it. I think it might be. I think that might. I be don't a thing. like this very table. That, <laughs> this very table. Why are you I'm, laughing? You haven't listened to Hello I'm, from the Magic I'm Tavern. You don't it. get that reference. I mean, you just explained it. It doesn't make it. You literally just explained it. (laughs) Not the this very table thing. Oh no! He was laughing before I said this very table. Yeah. Damn it, Alex! (laughs) Help me believe Brian. (laughs) I haven't seen Brian in a month, and he's my bestie. I thought I was your bestie. Bestie is a different kind of friend, (laughs) not that kind of friend. Ha! Now I'm bullying Jid. That's fine. I can take it. I mean, I can too. It's just funnier (laughs) if I don't. <laughs> Good what Lord. were we talking about? Magic. 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 Ooh, magic. It's Ooh. Magic, 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 magic. Oh, uh, we magic. also we also learned that maybe Detective Chimp doesn't handle his sword very well. <laughs> no. Uh, no, he doesn't. Oh, okay. He wishes he had a sword that would handle itself. <laughs> I can't say it. I can't say, don't we all? I mean I could. In Soviet Russia, sword handles you. <laughs> Probably. That's some, that's some new technology they got over in Russia, <laughs> Soviet Russia. I, I think they borrowed that one from the French, and it's called the guillotine. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> As an I'm guillotine out of here. Uh, Detective Comics, 987. I don't know that we said anything relevant or useful about Justice League Dark, but the wheels fell off that one, so we're moving on. I like it. It's good. Read it. Okay. Yes, yeah, very good. Good, good book. Yeah. Nice Greg Capullo variants. In, oh, yeah. Very nice. Detective Comics, Detective 987. Comics. The end of Brian Hill's run and the beginning. But of why a new is it run. the end of his run? 
But but is it the end of his run? I feel like this has been the worst kept secret in comics. Oh, this come year. on, like, like God knows everybody knew this was coming. <laughs> Brian Hill is going to be writing Batman and the Outsiders, yeah. which spins out of this. Sweet. Yeah, this was this was this was a backdoor pilot, is what this yeah. was. <laughs> Not to be confused with anything Hot Girl and Hot Man have done together. Nope, that's a backdoor something else. <laughs> If Hal Jordan watched, that would make him a backdoor pilot. <laughs> no, not watched. I mean, we both know he wouldn't actually just watch. <laughs> he has willpower, not that much. Not that much. Not that much. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian Hill. Oh, me too, but also... Oh my God, green constructs is all I can think of. Jolly green constructs. Does it count as a... Oh, do they count that, as dom jeans if they're green and glowy? That explains. Yeah. Okay, that explains why it was always Carol Ferris, Star Sapphire. She's got the purple constructs. <laughs> oh, that is a very specific joke that no one is going to get listening to this. I'm not sure I get it. You shouldn't. Nope. <laughs> oh, Brian. Oh, that. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I hope that person never listens to this. Yeah, I'm dead. Ever, yeah, yes, I'm sir. Dead. You would die. I will die. <laughs> yes, I will be killed. Huh? <laughs> oh, so it didn't cool. have to be said. It had to be said. Oh, oh God. Okay. So anyway, moving on. So. <clears throat> <laughs> Detective Comics number 987 <laughs> is a very good book. <laughs> and I think my favorite thing about it is just how well Hill sets up Black Lightning as like the teacher principal character. <laughs> because there's a point in this where Batman is going to do what Batman is going to do. And the team is going to do what the team is going to do. And he knows he cannot stop either of these things. So instead, he gives each of them the most constructive advice he possibly can. And then does whatever he can to keep any of them from just getting eviscerated. And I think the two like panels in which he gives Batman his advice are the best two panels of this. And it's just, remember... You don't have to prove him wrong. You just have to beat him. Yeah. And then he turns and he stops the team and he says, Batman has to prove him wrong for Batman to know that he can keep being Batman. So don't stop him. Let him do his thing. He's giving them the opposite message when it's supposed to like give them the room to do the things they need to be able to do. Yeah, it's almost like a reminder. Uh, yeah, it's a reminder of, yes, I know you're going to do this, but remember, you don't have to right you're so making a choice a when you do teacher right. is that's what i'm saying yeah, that's the right. whole thing like, yeah. he is like 100 percent teacher principal in this of i recognize i cannot stop this behavior but let me say the thing that is the thing they hopefully need to hear right. i at least let me at say least even give if they you don't the hear tools it. yes okay did batgirl just drop off the face of the earth in this she got pissed off the last issue yeah and i think she did leave okay I don't know if she'll show back up at some point or not. She didn't in this issue. Yeah. They did give a, oh, well, Barbara was right. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. it just seemed very odd. Like, that seemed very abrupt without any comment whatsoever. 
I don't know if maybe there's just something editorial going on. Yeah. Or if, and like, he'll started to use her and then had to, you know, just right. back out of it. Yeah. Or if maybe that's going to be something that gets picked back up maybe in so. Outsiders. If you follow him on Twitter, like he's really good at keeping a very like calm, cool sort of voice and doesn't give anything more than he right. wants to. Like people harassing him for months about, are you going to be writing Outsiders? He's like, no comment. The Hill administration has no comment at this time. He's not saying yes. He's not saying no. But something like this, even if he were told editorial, you'd never know. He'd right. never tip his Right, hand. right, right. Fair enough. Um, he's like one of the most collected people on Twitter, I think. Um, so, like, a handful of them. <laughs> eh. I'm sorry, Brian. I can't even look at you without my brain going, dead man. There's a dead man walking here. Dead man. A one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people. Nope, 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 nope. nope. That doesn't even hold a candle to what he's talking about. I don't know. A purple candle? Purple rain? It's just not. <clears throat> nope. Oh, it's so... It's, oh, it's done. It's, it's, Brian <laughs> is a dead man. I'd like a new dead man ongoing. Yeah, that'd be great, actually. Yeah. Depends yeah. on who's writing it. Well, true. Gail Simone. No. Um, she said you, she didn't have a good story for it. You know it. who I feel like would write a really good dead man? Ooh. Kelly Thompson. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah? We could sit here playing that game for a while. Yeah, with yeah. That, that, yeah, yeah, we could do that. What's next? Is it still good as next? Oh, cool. We're almost through the woods on this one. All right. All Brian. Right. Oh, boy. Black Hammer, Age of Doom, number four. The hammer drops, and we finally find out what the fuck is going on. Hey, you didn't hesitate at all there. You may, you're back and better rested than ever, huh? Keep it up. Thrilling Adventure Hour, number two, Jen. Frank and Sadie find a way to communicate with the ghost, and Dave and Donna get one step closer to the people they are in the podcast. Sorry. One jump ahead of the bread line. One swing ahead of the sword. No. Nope. Action Comics, number 1002, Brian. Let's see. Superman finds somebody he's been looking for in the most unexpected of places. Batman Beyond, number 23. Jack Ryder and Terry McGinnis are Gotham's last hope. Oh, shit. <laughs> the Flash, number 53, Brian. Flash battles the trickster. Commander Cold reveals uh, more of how he became who he is. The elongated maniac. All of that, yeah. And all of that being said, I think Flash is stronger for it. (laughs) Mother Panic, Gotham AD number six. Violet beats Red... And her brother and herself. Oh, wait, that sounds wrong. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, it's not. Not no, it's with fine. what happened. It's not. And, and she only dies a little. And I guess is going to make this new reality her home. <laughs> yeah. Okie dokie. I wonder if this is going to be like this and Doom Patrol. And maybe Eternity Girl will be part of the lineup when Young Animal comes back. Because this really does not feel like the end as it much as Shade like felt an like end. an end. Yeah. And Cave Carson felt like an end. This this feels like it's like the end of a chapter. Yeah. Uh, Raven, Daughter of Darkness, number seven, Brian. They are putting together a new Night Force. But none of them know it. <laughs> T 
Teen Titans, number 21, Brian. The team finds, the team works together in spite of themselves to stop Gizmo. Wonder Woman, number 53, Brian. Let's see, uh, Aztec and Wonder Woman and Artemis. I'll make out. No. Uh... <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Uh, all <laughs> all work together to, to to fire the bow of Ra. Redneck number 14, Jen. It might be easier to just kill the Bartlets than ask them to leave Texas. Amazing Spider-Man number four, Jen. Oh, shit, really? Um, yeah, how's that feel? <laughs> <laughs> well, I prepared for one, not two. Um, fuck... There may be more wrong than right with separating Peter from Spider-Man. Would you say Peter's facing separation anxiety? Oh, yes. Definitely. Actually. Definitely. Black Panther number three. T'Challa decides maybe it's time to get his memories back. Old Man Hawkeye number eight, Brian. Clint and Kate go to confront another piece of their past and someone trails after century number three brian uh there's a new century in town star wars dr afra number 23 brian (laughs) (laughs) brian stop reading so many fucking books um maybe i'll just read three uh, books when we can make fun of jen (laughs) Afra, afra has to deal with an ex a potential future X. A potential future X. And uh, a... Force-sensitive de- slime? Decomposing, or a decomposing situation. Uh, all to get what she wants in the most complicated way possible. Venom number five. The symbiote really is the wind beneath Eddie's wings. <laughs> X-Men Red number seven. Jean Grey's just not having any of Cassandra Nova's shit anymore. Wasted Space is number four. I don't know how it's to just one wasted one. space. Not spaces. I actually have a wasted space right here. I don't know why I said spaces. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, that's why I looked at I read I three like, and four. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Wasted Space number four. Is that two twins? <laughs> Billy and company take the fight to Yam. Ooh. Britannia, Lost Eagles of Rome, number two, Brian. Have they found Mordor yet? Uh, no, but they did find Alexandria. So, oh. um, One does not simply walk into Alexandria. <clears throat> no. No, you sail in on a ship. Okay. Yes. I rewatched The Librarians recently. Mm-hmm. That show is awful. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> it's really not good. Oh, no. I was literally talking to someone this week about how it was good and I needed to watch it. Oh, Alex. There are so many fun references, and you can tell that the cast have a lot of fun, but the writing is not good. I've only seen the first episode. I watched the first episode a couple of years ago. Okay, so you've seen the first episode. I have seen the first episode. Come on. I thought it was funny. It's No, it's funny, but it's not good. Well, okay. <laughs> Speaking of... Not, Not good. good. <laughs> long box book report. It's a long box book report. Fuck you. <laughs> I have Justice Inc. Number Alex is one, like, but for real though. Which 
All right. First sensational issue by the creator of Doc Savage, Savage, Kenneth Robeson, for DC. But on the inside, it talks about being an adaptation of a novel, which I guess is Kenneth Robeson's novel, is what's being adapted here by Denny O'Neill and Al McWilliams. This could be worse. This could be better. It is about a DC character named the Avenger, which seems a little confusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. And he's... The Revenger. No. <laughs> no, there's probably one of those, too. He's this, like, I don't know, generic badass whose family is missing and probably dead, and he wants revenge, and he has a very particular set of skills. <laughs> And then it turns out his family is, in fact, dead. And I was like, well, maybe I can go help other people. Okay. All right. Is that it? It's pretty thin. (laughs) Nice. Well, hey, at least it was a short one. I mean, there are some mobsters in an airplane with a trap door, which I'm sure doesn't depressurize the cabin or anything when they drop people out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Definitely understand. Go comics. Go and I'm based on the logo on the front. I'm guessing late seventies. Yeah, you're probably right about that. This was whoops. Let's see how good I am. This was this was 1975. Okay. So mid seventies, mid seventies, not bad though. Not bad. For, for a cursory glance, I didn't get to see the back. Let me see the back. Oh, make money, get prizes. Oh yeah, see, I would have guessed earlier if I saw that back. <laughs> Yeah, there were some ads in here too, but they're like really generic kind of fast track to a cool job, train at home to yeah. be a motorcycle mechanic. Yeah, that was all the ads in seventy were like sell sell plant seeds and sell flower seeds and X ray specs and all that stuff. Yeah, DC make comic history two holiday specials for you, the most awe inspiring comic magazine ever produced. From the genius of DC's great talent team, two years of research and planning. Only in the DC's groundbreaking gigantic-sized comic book could these spectacular stories be told. Only the great Sheldon Maker could write this script. Only the the sensational Joe Kubert could draw this cover, edit the script, and make the layouts. Only the creative genius of Nestor Redondo could do the artwork as it has never been done before. And only DC could bring it to you. The most spectacular stories ever told from the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Only they could do it because they're the only ones that wanted to. Really, they wouldn't shut up about it. First of a series. Stories from the New and Old Testament retold in pictures. The most exciting tales from the beginning of time for today's people (laughs) of all ages. And I will say, this Moses does seem to have a six-pack. Oh, oh, hold on, wait. I mean, you only see the first couple of abs there. Let me blaspheme. Yeah. But he's still old. I mean, that's not normally a problem for you. Oh, maybe he's got eye crinkles. Wait. He just there looks, are eye crinkles. He just kind of looks like a wizard, though, and I'm not super into wizards. Moses the wizard. <laughs> the wizard. I am into wizard, though. That's different. I'm very into him. Uh, and I like uh, how his two tablets are joined together and have like six <laughs> Hebrew characters on them in total. Nice. You have in like, this you think order. At, you think at minimum there should be ten, right? <laughs> at in, minimum. 
Yes. In this order, here are the stories they list. The Tower of Babel, which actually, you know, that one was uh, Grant Morrison. It wasn't bad. Uh, <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah. Noah's I Ark. need to read that one. <laughs> Hold on. Adam and Eve. Cain and Abel. That's definitely the order the Bible goes in, right? <laughs> like, like, haven't they been Cain and Abel for like years and years and years in D.C.? Yeah, we've got some Grant Morrison here. We've got some uh, Neil Gaiman here. <laughs> yeah. The other one here is the first time the Justice Society of America appeared as... Oh, it's just a reprint. The other one here is a reprint. Okay. Cool. Yeah, there were a lot of those, too. It's like we didn't have the internet for that, yeah. so that's acceptable. Uh, yep. Would anyone like to enjoy an exciting, romantic, quick change to suit your mood time? <laughs> what? Just wear your lingerie under your clothes? You can send for mustache sideburns and Van Dyke at once. All three for $6. Simply check the color you want and send a sample of your hair and leave the matching to our expert. Mail the coupon now. What? And here's securely off and on in seconds. We were just talking about this. This is this is what they did for for Walking Dead. For now, look, look, look. As someone who once traveled around for a week with three different sacks of hair as a favor for Jen. Okay, that was fake hair. It was for Brian. (laughs) Yeah, it was. (laughs) I didn't ask for a sample of anyone's actual hair a sample would have been very helpful though that's my point <laughs> yeah. i would not have had to go to yes. norcosco three times Brian, in a row. you should have let us clip your beard <laughs> all right <laughs> ugh, ugh. let me mail my hair into you what oh wait right here it says don't read this <laughs> but the print is so small that i can't oh good don't like, read this super in blurry any, in any don't, don't read this on the radio. Yeah, right. Don't read this because it's illegible. Here's something about Electro Man. Okay, all right. All right. Yep, yep. Yeah. So there was nothing. There's so nothing, nothing in that book that needed to be we spent, read. You spent more time talking about the bad ads in the back than you did about the book, sir. Which says everything you need to say about the book. Yeah. Okay, but I guess if we're going to stop there, you'll never hear about Batman and the Mummy and their Twinkies ad. I'm sure I've read that ad before. I'm sure you have. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Cool. Hey, Brian, you have the next one. Yeah, I I know. We will... It will be in two weeks. Yeah. Right. So we're not even going to pick it right now. No. No, we're not. Which has nothing to do with the fact that we're upstairs in the new podcast studio and not downstairs where the box is. Even after last week, we had a whole conversation. About how I need to bring that box upstairs. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we did do that thing. I, don't want to talk I think about it. it's the only box not up here. It may be the only box in my house that is not in this room. It may very well be. That and the empty one that the sewing machine came in. Okay. We would like to thank Chase Parker <laughs> for our intro voiceover. We're available on your podcatching platform of choice. And if not, let us know. We'll try to get there. Uh, you could also listen to us on our website at panelologypodcast.com. And you know what would be great this week if you have questions for us Please and would like in. us to answer them at DragonCon next week? Yeah. yeah. Especially if you're going to be there. Yes, yeah, send us your questions. Send Tell us, us if you're going to be there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, if you're going to be there, let us know. Um, you and, can, and you can even put in that like you don't want to be singled out if you don't want to be singled out. Yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure. 
Um, and if you'd rather just ask in person there, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, you could even send it to us now and say that in the email and we'll still call on you and let you ask it. Yeah, that's there. right. How's that? Super will. Um, You'll get priority. Ooh. Ooh. You really will, because you'll give us your question and let us have time to think about it, which yes. means you'll definitely yes. get called on. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, you can, if you would like to support us, you can share us with friends. Yeah. If you're going to be at Dragon Con, bring friends to the live show. We, we like being shared with friends. <laughs> hey, now. And if that's the only way for Brian to get with Rogue. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Acceptable. <laughs> Not wrong. If Brian has to get with Channing Tatum to have a chance with who plays <laughs> Rogue? Anna uh, Paquin? Yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm <laughs> <laughs> a huge Anna Paquin fan. Okay, that's fair. So, so more likely to get with Anna Paquin for a chance to be with Channing Tatum, I guess is what I'm hearing here. <laughs> yes. I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Magic Mike? No. The answer is yes. No, I haven't. Well, the answer is yes. And that's the magic, I I've guess. O- I've only seen one scene of magic. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> uh, it's not enough. It's never enough. But that's enough. If you have enjoyed us, please rate and review us five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't enjoyed us, we're sorry. Stay away from Apple Podcasts, please. <laughs> if you are feeling generous, as I mentioned early on, you can... Support us at patreon.com slash panelology. The $5 level, you get a cool panelology shot glass that you can't get any other way. That's true. This is true. Uh, and yeah, come see us at Dragon Con. We'll be there on Friday, August 31st at 4 p.m. in the Hilton Galleria number 7. Just six short days from now. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. No, if, it's like even shorter from when this episode yeah. drops. Well, yeah, right. If you would like more. Four, of- Four short days. If you would like more of Jen and me, you can listen to us on Minds at Yerk, the Animorphs reread podcast we do with Meg and Tim. If you enjoyed last week's Minds at Yerk panelology crossover, hopefully you're already listening to Minds at Yerk. But I see the listening statistics, so not all of you possibly can be. <laughs> That's just how math works. So try it out. It is every bit as on topic as we are. So even if you're not into Animorphs, you might still have a good time. Uh-huh. Especially if you like hearing weird and disgusting animal facts, Alex. You know what's strange? This is the first time I've gotten this close to a recording without my animal fact lined up. Usually something has dropped into oh. my lap by now. I might actually have to do a little research this time. What? I know. Oh Crazy. <laughs> That's about it, I think, right? Jen, you've got a couple of other panels at Dragon Con. Do you want to mention Yeah, one? I have one on Sunday with the Breaking the Panel, guys. If you haven't listened to that episode of Breaking the Panel, I was on last week, week before. When this drops, it'll be week before. Yes. Um, I was on a couple weeks ago, whatever. Recently. Recently with the Breaking the Panel, guys. Um, had a lot of fun, so we're going to do a panel at Dragon Con together about yeah. comic flicks, the good, the bad, and the Breaking the Panel. Yes, and it's that's on fun. Saturday? That's on Sunday. 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 Look in the Dragon Con app. Yeah. It's yeah. called Comic Flicks. Yeah, they updated the app with the whole schedule yes. this week, yes. so you can find it there. Um, and then I'm on the Monday, ask, ask a creator a, yeah. anything. Come and ask me anything. I may choose not to answer you, but, but you, you can, can ask. still ask. Yeah. I'll you can ask anything. Audience. Nice. Yep. Yeah. So come hang All out. Right. 
I won't be in the audience on Sunday. I'm sorry, I'll be at the Adventure Zone. It's, Otherwise, I would be in the audience. It's totally acceptable. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. I booked those tickets before we even... Mm-hmm. Back yeah. when we were all doing that, no, we're not... We're, we're going to take the... We're not going Dragon to Dragon Con. Con this year. We, we all need, need a break. money. That's right. All have just moved. I won't want to go to Dragon Con. Oops, we got press passes. We're going to Dragon Con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a panel. And a panel. It was yeah. a panel first. Yes. Panel first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I think that's all. I think that's enough. I think it is for now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yo soy Alejandro. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Thanks, guys. See you at DragonCon. Con.